Yeah, there was a lot of L takes this week. <laughs> there, yeah. Oh, well, we are fresh off of getting flamed for the most part. Yeah. They say Travis Scott's La Flame, but I am La Flamed past tense. Um, primarily by Taylor Swift fans, yeah. I think exclusively, actually. No, there were two people that started to roast us for other things. Okay. Because, so we just, uh, by we, I mean I, without your knowledge, <laughs> made a Facebook for us. Yeah. And because when I posted my own stuff, I realized, oh, the views actually, you get quite a few sure. views. So I, like, I didn't oh, know okay. if people still used Facebook, but like, we'll yeah, put so the content out there. Surprisingly for enough, we have like a couple of videos where it's over 500 views now. Oh, nice. Um, So I posted all of our videos yeah. on there. And one dude started flaming us about the Craven the Hunter take. <laughs> He's like, it looks gold. <laughs> he, like, he said, yeah, well, you guys don't do anything with your life. Like they're at least making millions. I was like, yeah, but that doesn't take away from the fact that they it have, bad. To, it's not good. <laughs> I was like, dude, the only thing that they've really done that's good is animated Spider-Man films. And he was like, no, but you're wrong. I was like, yeah, okay. So I reported him. Um, There was more that was said that, yeah, we got into it, but so I reported him for it. Um, and then some other dude, same exact video, yeah, was just like, uh, I actually don't remember what he said. It was irrelevant. Oh, Craven he said the they fans are on Facebook though. <laughs> he was. He said no, but he like Sony's made like all the Spider Man and like the X Men movies, and I was like, yeah, they were good for their time. Like, yeah. glad that we got those, but. If you were to watch them now, they're not, not very not good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I mean, yeah. Craven the Hunter fans, I guess. Only Sony two. fans. <laughs> Only two. But they're out there. I didn't know they existed. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I've actually prepared a little statement for Taylor Swift fans. Um, because I actually love how passionate people were about music. Because yeah. like that's why we talk about this stuff, because we right. love it and we love talking about it, good and bad. Mm -hmm passionate and like takes that we don't really have you know a lot of care for but anyways um taylor swift fans i really do love you <laughs> like i love how passionate you are about her music it's actually really cool to see um however i would challenge you challenge you listen musically come up with an argument because we got flamed for a lot of takes a lot of you defended us a lot of you gave some hearsay of like your opinions or what you thought was better or worse musically think about musically what makes it good or bad to you no one ever defended her instrumentals her production no one ever mentioned her vocals no one ever mentioned really her songwriting they they said like oh this was her peak songwriting but like i don't know i just felt like people didn't really like give a whole lot of reasoning so yeah i do love that you love the music and that's good for you but just have an ear you know ear for music listen and and let us know what you think and, and why you think that because that's really what you know we were doing the episode for yeah it really didn't help any anyone's defense by saying that's why you live in a closet <laughs> like yeah yeah it's cheap you, in there. you say <laughs> look look what you made me do is a bad song or whatever and then someone goes says the guy living in the closet yeah yes i am the one that said that so yeah there's that <laughs> anyways um yeah i think i think it's time to move on from taylor Agreed. Swift, though uh we do have a little bit of announcement um 
we came up with a little schedule for our next few weeks. Some stuff that we're pretty excited about. Some special guests that are going to be joining us. Um, tentative to change based on you know album pushbacks or or movie dates, right. depending on mm-hmm. when we're able to see what we see. Um, today, obviously, we'll cover Austin, the new mm-hmm. Post Malone record, um, along with the finale of Secret Invasion. Next week, we're going to dive into Travis Scott's Utopia for for a little bit. Have a good discussion about that um august 14th so two weeks from now we're gonna talk about the barbie movie um, big cultural moment for the world um along with the mammoth album by wolfgang van halen Mm -hmm. Uh, a little bit of rock and roll we'll we'll get into that um the 21st our plan is to do the new teenage mutant ninja turtle movie and perhaps gran turismo depending on what we're able to see when we're able to see those um and then the 28th we're going to hopefully take a look at what we thought of blue beetle when that comes out along with the new joiner lucas record absolutely some exciting stuff coming up here in august uh it's it's fun to finally have some releases i feel like there's been a lot that's not happened for like a few weeks as we've been getting things going with the podcast. So it's going to be super fun to have all that coming up and have some, some fun discussions, hopefully. Yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah. You ready to to talk some new music? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We spent a lot of time uh, with the new post Malone records, though, not a ton with new music here, but there were some songs that caught my eye first, the Drake and central C Mm -hmm. song on the radar freestyle. I was really, I had high hopes for it. I thought like coming in with a little bit of energy and like a freestyle type delivery from Drake might be exciting. Central season artist that's obviously popping right now and getting, yeah. getting his career underway and everything. But I was pretty disappointed, really? which I feel like has been the case with most of what Drake's put out. It just, it, it didn't have the, I don't know. I feel like he, he lacks a lot of energy, even when he's trying to bring energy right now. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if it's just trying to be cool and trying to be suave. And that's where that lack of passion and delivery comes from. But just to me, like the peak of songs off of, if you're reading this, it's too late or nothing was the same. I feel like he had so much passion and energy when he approached a song, even slower songs and even more moody songs. Mm -hmm. I feel like he still had that. I just feel like a lot of his music right now is lacking that kind of energy and passion. And I mean, it makes me a little disappointed, but it sounds like you enjoyed it. So I, the only reason I so I didn't actually listen to that song because it's out. Yeah. I, so it, uh, I first saw it on TikTok and I only saw Drake's portion. Like that was the length of the video. Um, I thought it was really good, and you're right, it doesn't bring a whole lot of energy. Um, but it gave me the same feel of Wraith by Chance the Rapper. Yeah. It had that kind of energy, and I, I'm a fan of that kind of rap. Like, not all the time, but like wraith i have like downloaded it's a song that i do come back to so this is at least with drake's part like i said i didn't listen to the whole thing so i don't know if that's the entirety of (laughs) of the song yeah but yeah i I didn't have a problem with it i thought drake's verse was good i yeah like i enjoyed it i thought it was cool fair enough fair enough the next song that also caught my attention was uh jelly rolls dragging these roots I don't know if you check that out. Jelly Roll's um, no. a, a country rock singer. He's he's kind of dabbled in some rap as well. Mm-hmm. Um, his new album, Witsit Chapel, has been like trending in the country charts for a little while. Okay. Um, anyways, he I've just kind of been getting into a little bit of his music. 
And this new single super good. Okay. Super good. Like he really brings that Southern rock country vibe really heavily and mm. it works really, really well. He's got a lot of passion in his voice. Um, he's got a unique sound. I love how he can blend these raspy, gritty vocals with such smooth, tender ballad like vocal performances on a song yeah and anyways this song just meshed all of that super well super cool loved the kind of message of your roots and and kind of trying to overcome your past while still feeling like connected to it in some way uh so anyways i really like that song yeah um so i didn't really listen at all to any of the songs (laughs) i i was able to listen to about three and a quarter and by three and a quarter i mean i listened to three songs but only about half of each all of them yeah and then i was like okay next one i gotta i gotta hurry this up <laughs> you just gotta get a feel for it yeah um one that i'm sorry but it's not good it's really cheesy and corny was extra by lecrae mm. don't know if you heard that one i didn't but yeah. I, that's about what i expect from his music <laughs> yeah like i all like i don't see his releases all the time and yeah. so to see him on new music daily was cool and i was like okay like i'll quickly give this a little listen super corny there was a line he said something like chipotle why aren't you giving me extra guac i was like what does that have to do with anything dude like super stupid um yeah just it just wasn't the instrumental was super cool very different very unique lyrically and song wise not good yeah don't listen not not the good stuff no i think the song that impressed me the most this week was jealousy by Offset and Cardi B. Really? Yeah. And I'm not the biggest Offset fan. I think he's got great moments. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest Cardi B fan, though I do understand her appeal to a lot of people. Um, this song popped off for me. Wow. Like, their flows were both super good. Cardi B has a spot where she's just chopping and flowing like nobody's business. Wow. And I was astonished. I was like, holy cow, is this like, am I really enjoying <laughs> this this much? She does have some weaker corny moments, which I, I like. That's kind of her MO. She's known for like those cheesy tongue in cheek bars, um, which a lot of people like her for. To me, those were the weakest parts of the song because yeah. they didn't mesh really well with what they were both doing on either end of that. Um, but yeah, I loved it. It was super cool. That I was, was one that was in my queue. Like I, I haven't gotten yeah, to that one. I was but... impressed to, to like it as much as I did. Interesting. Um, one that, I mean, for as short of a time that I was able to listen um one i there were two that really caught my attention but this one <clears throat> blood on my nikes with denzel curry and juicy j yeah because it's that's old school hip-hop to me like not old enough to where it's like eminem's like prime Lil wayne not like sure. those yeah but like 23 like the j's on my feet j like yeah. that's what it reminded me of heavily yeah um Denzel kind of popped off. I did. I wasn't able to listen to Juicy J's part all the way through, but from the start of what I heard, sounded great. The beat was cool. I just don't really like the chorus because yeah, that's fair. It was weird, but like verse wise, instrumental, it was it was a really good song in my opinion. Yeah, I think it was pretty solid. I I didn't find myself loving it just because of how much, uh, better content I think Denzel put out like on his right. last album or even the album before that. But it, it is good performances from yeah. both of them. Honestly, one of the better Juicy J performances yeah, I've heard no, literally. since like shell shocked <laughs> from the Ninja Turtle movie. Dude, I can't believe how much I love that song. That song pops off for no so, reason. So good. Um yeah, the other song that caught my attention, I think it's actually a week old now, but it's Ghost Kids 
going off featuring Vince Staples. Okay. I don't know if you, if you saw this one or heard mm-hmm. of it. Ghost kids is kind of a group. I did some reading about them just because I had no idea who it was. Right. And it sounds like the internet doesn't either. Like it's just a group that kind of came out of nowhere. And like, I've read some rumors that they're like industry plants and they're just like who the industry's like decided to prop up right now for no reason. Huh. Um, but they're like, styles mesh so well together it's a duo so they kind of bring these i don't know gritty and passionate deliveries and then vince staples is a guy that i love a lot with his smooth kind of silky bouncy flows that he goes over um the three of them together just killed this track it sounds super cool um so i enjoyed that one a lot as well but those were those were the new songs that that caught my eye and that i enjoyed you have to send me that one yeah um the last one that i'll say this is the one that i listened to the shortest but i downloaded it like it caught my attention that much, but Tori Kelly cut like, I don't know. It's not what I'm used to from yeah. Tori at all. Yeah. Um, Felt super vibey. Like even the vocals, like super good. She kind of like, at least at the beginning, super quick, like yeah, flow wise. She went way more R and B with it. Yeah. So I'm excited to listen to the rest of it, but just from, I don't even know how much I listened to it. It should be right here. Where is it? I've listened to 38 seconds of it. And you're with it already. I'm with it. It's, it sounds cool. I like it. If yeah. it if it gets worse than what I believe it is, it will be removed. But yeah, until sure. then, it there you go, man. Solid song. Yeah, you'll have to check out the whole project. I listened to she had there's a whole project. Out. Yeah. Oh, it's uh it's decent. It's got okay. some moments. If you like that one, I think you'll like it. But yeah, um, that wraps up new music yeah. for me. Um, but we did want to shout out a couple tracks we've been listening to, or at least I did. You can think about it if, if you didn't. Um, uh, a lot of newer stuff here for me this week. Um, uh, Nos dropped Magic 2, uh, a mixtape with Hitboy, a producer he's okay. been working a ton with on like these King's Disease uh, albums, and he did Magic with him mm-hmm. two years ago or last year, whatever it was. Um, but Abracadabra, the second track on the album, is really the first track after an intro is super good i i think the whole um renaissance of his career is astonishingly impressive to me like i don't know that i've ever seen anybody come back like that so far like from when people say their peak ended like you know dropping illmatic and albums like that in the 90s and early 2000s and people saying like oh you know that was prime not right to like dropping these king's disease trilogy being grammy nominated pretty much every year and then like this follow-up project and basically like the whole i don't know vibe of the project is just like yeah this is just to keep you going until this next project that me and hitboy put out yeah and like i was i was stoked to hear this one and and loved it a lot yeah that was one like king's disease three is one of the albums you sent me on my trip and i'm pretty sure if it wasn't top five from the trip it was like at least top 10, like yeah, one of my super favorite good. albums. Super yeah. good. So, yeah. Um, I also gave this Par- Paramore record, This Is Why, another chance. Um, Because I've been hearing like such great things about it. And I was not really impressed when it came out. Like um, it's recently? Yeah, it just came out this year. It's not okay. like the last few weeks, but a couple months ago. Gotcha. Um, and I, I enjoyed it a lot more this time. I think okay. I just kind of had more open expectations for it. Um. But Running Out of Time is like a track that's kind of popular right now. And uh, Figure Eight was another track that I enjoyed a lot. But I kept a lot of it this time through. I think, I don't know. I just, I don't always vibe with Haley Williams' vocals Mm -hmm. on a lot of songs. I just think there's better 
vocalist or vocalist that I prefer more at least. Right. Um, but I really like these ones from from them. So cool. super cool. And the instrumentals are great, which I expect from Paramore. Yeah, I'll have to go check that out. <laughs> yeah, the last track for me is Dial Drunk by Noah Kahan, Kahan and Post Malone. Um, it's a it's a remix of, I guess, Noah had a track on his album called, you know, Dial Drunk. And then it sounds like Post Malone kind of hopped on a little bit of a remix is with it. That one, the one you were talking to me about? The yeah. Other okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So listen to that one. Reminds me a lot vocally and sonically of a song that our good buddy Jonah yeah. Parks music would do. Yeah. And I, I do agree. You've, like, you listen to I it listened now. to it. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. it, it ended up popping up on new music. Yeah. Daily, they both so... have their like unique yeah. styles that differ, but like yeah. super cool. I, I, you it know, it was really good. It really just reminded me how much praise Jonah deserves. And like, he's definitely not getting the clout that he needs from music right yeah, now because no. <laughs> the man's a god. He's a legend vocally. Literally. Yeah. 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 Whenever I can, <clears throat> it, let me think. <laughs> whenever i tell somebody like new that doesn't know i do music yeah i always bring jonah into the conversation and then i always show songs that really show off his vocals yeah. because they're some <laughs> of my favorite parts like yeah. i don't even care when it's our song i usually can't wait for his part yeah because he's he, a legend it's man. astounding i don't think he's done like music lesson or like voice lessons nothing like that either so like crazy yeah crazy naturally just amazing yeah so um shout out jonah shout out to to our My to god. our guy um but this dial drunk track i feel like suits this new direction for post malone that he's mm-hmm. done really really well the chorus and the lyricism just portray this super cool unique story that i don't really know that i've heard portrayed in this way yeah. at least um but yeah i loved it i i've been listening to an to it a ton since yeah. it came out solid song yeah <clears throat> those are my tracks so after looking back you got some. I got some. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the first one would be Amari by J. Cole. That's since the album dropped. That's oh, been yeah. my favorite. That's a great track. One. It, like his little breakdown um, right after like the Russell Westbrook bar. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, I don't remember. And I'm not even going to try to remember right now. But it's my favorite part. Favorite song off him. Uh, off his album. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. It's just a vibe plain and simple i just really like it i think that second verse where i guess is there really only one verse on that song anyway the middle portion where he kind of changes that vocal range is is crazy on the amari track it's the i guess i know this part but the the whole section where um he's like any meaning money oh yeah you like that send it back pigeon toe yeah like (laughs) that whole section i like a lot um windows was cold oh oh, had to go over this thing but (laughs) anyway um love that song um the next one I have would be I Robot by John Bellion. Um, I love John Bellion. I feel like he's a super underrated vocalist. Um, Songwriter too. Yeah. Like dudes flat out amazing. Like, yeah. especially if you look at like the songs he's written for people, yeah. you'd be shocked. Like it's, yeah. yeah, his catalog, even like for everyone else is incredible. So yeah. yeah. The iRobot, super he's, uh, cool song. He's on that new Tori <clears throat> Kelly record too. So is he? Yeah, you'll have to check that one out. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like he doesn't do much. He's super on the down yeah. low, quiet, For does sure. his own thing, which I respect. It's a cool thing to do. Um, but yeah, vocally, like lyrically, the song is phenomenal. Um, the last song I would say I've been listening to quite a bit is F Your Ethnicity from Kendrick Lamar. 
after our whole discussion yeah um i said on on that episode where like off section 80 there's a lot of songs that i grew up listening and loving yeah and that's one of them and so i've just been listening to that a lot i love the intro there are some people that can pull off dialogue well (laughs) if you know you know um (laughs) this is one of the cases where it is used correctly and hey 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 (laughs) well you were down and that's not good dialogue Somebody said fan behavior. Somebody called me a fan because I knew what she said. <laughs> oh, or you just turned on a radio at any point in the last 10 years. You know, that would do it too. But anyways, to your back to your to your point. Um, I love Kendrick does a very good job on harmonies that isn't himself, but using I guess choirs um or a multitude of people to sing choruses or have background harmonies and in in this song he does that very very well um is yeah and it's just it's one of in my opinion one of his better songs off that album so cool yeah so that's what i've been listening to nice um well i think that'll wrap up our uh, little new music and and what we've been listening to segment for the day um so we'll uh we'll dive into this conclusion of no secret invasion. We've seen the last couple episodes now. Um, we won't spend a ton of time on this. I don't think. I don't think probably not. Um, how do you feel about secret invasion? Um, before we start, <laughs> rate this show out of ten. Out of ten? Yeah. For reference, I said Ms. Marvel was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life from shows okay somehow this show has beat it for a worse show yeah so i'd probably say a two okay maybe a one yeah two is pushing it if zero is Mm. i didn't enjoy a single thing in the show this was a one yeah it's a one absolutely yeah because there was moments where i was like oh hey and And that was it yep (laughs) (laughs) that was that was the entirety of my enjoyment like oh hey that was cool (laughs) yeah okay and then no, it's over. Yeah, your five seconds of enjoyment. It's per like episode. That, that South Park meme, and it's gone. Yeah, um, I, I'll say this: Rotten Tomatoes rated the last episode with a ten percent. Mm. A ten percent. That's a one out of ten. I was, I had the yeah. in the head. I, I was two episodes behind. Okay, so I watched the fifth episode last night yeah and then i watched the finale on the drive back to to utah yes the drive sped up but it was the worst 30 minutes of my life <laughs> the anger i felt was a lot yeah um it was stupid <laughs> that, <laughs> show wise that's got to be the worst finale i've ever seen I think I said that when I finished it. I was like, this is the worst like end of a show I've seen. Usually there's there's like a good amount of action. Yeah. The most that we got was a 15 second fight between two super scrolls. Yeah. Which cool. I'm glad they introduced Super Scroll. Like that's supposed to be a, another big sure. for like the Fantastic Four. So yeah. I was when that happened, I was like, oh shoot. 
cool that could like yeah like maybe oh, and it's gone <laughs> and it's gone <laughs> no literally because super scroll happened and i was like oh shoot maybe we're linking the fantastic four that could be the only cool part and yep. then nick fury was not nick fury and it was gia or gaia sorry yeah and then she was also super scroll and, and there it goes because <laughs> it was that quick and there's all the spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. If if you're even still watching yeah. the show at this point. Yeah. Um yeah, it it wasn't very good. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not happy with it. Honestly, even that fight sequence, which was like the most action or most enticing part of the episode, was so boring and poorly executed at times. Like I get that you can't film a scene like that just with practical effects, yeah. but the CG was so bad compared to like other parts of this show. And the like battle sequence was like the Walmart version of whatever that fight between Captain America and Iron Man was that we got. Yeah. It's supposed to be like the two, you know, most powerful beings clashing against each yeah. other. And I was like, this is like not even a fraction of as cool as like that fight from civil yeah. war in civil war i was on like the edge of my seat like yeah oh my gosh yeah this one i was like oh my gosh please be done yes and then it was yeah so that's kind of i'll this. give i'll give props for one thing about that it was cool to see like them both change into different heroes that we know of yeah, yeah. like that part was cool mm-hmm. that's it yeah i i also think like i didn't love how the well i i really respected how the show came with kind of this subliminal messaging for a lot of different like um important things that they wanted to say about uh society or whatever like kind of um like a moral behind the story so Mm -hmm. to speak and like one of those just that comes to my mind is when nick fury is talking about how easy it is to save eight billion lives instead of changing their mind and i was like okay like cool you know like i like respect the the you know message that you're trying to send with that but so much of like there and there's a lot of those kinds of morals in the in the show but so many of them are so thinly veiled that it just feels like you're being preached to instead of like you take something out of it because of how it compelled you yeah and so i just didn't love love that aspect of the show i think when you've made a really good film you don't need to rely on that blatant of like preaching yeah your message that i think your message gets across and like Again, I think Insidious just did that really well. Yeah. And even that one was like more blatant than I felt like it needed to be at times. Yeah. But anyways, that was that was kind of my criticism. I don't really know that I have much else to say. Yeah, like I'm just upset that we called it at the beginning that it was going to feel like nothing happens. And nothing happened. Yeah. It literally nothing happened during the entirety, even the finale, the most that happened, we're not even going to see in this show anymore. And that's with like, oh no, we actually see the millions of people that were like taken and are now scrolls. Yeah. And that now the world is in chaos. That is all that has happened. And Yeah. yeah, I think they screwed up by choosing a show to do this. Because as we can now see, it should have been a movie. Because if it was a movie, you could have executed the storyline a lot better. Yeah. Um. I, I do like the main villain. I don't remember his hey, name. Hey, he he it, did. Shouts out to him. He yeah, he gave no, a he good actually, performance yeah. for that last episode. Yeah. Like yeah. he at, he got really into it. Even through like throughout it, I would. Say I actually like he's yeah. he's the best. 
I'll also give props to the lady in red or pink or whatever. Mm. She was, I'm not going to lie. She was a pretty cool character. Like she was what Nick Fury should have been throughout the entire show. For sure. Like the spy, the like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Don't care. Right. She did that. Nick Fury did not. Mm -hmm. Um. So those two characters and actress slash slash actress killed their parts. You know, they had to do what they had to do with what they were given to work with. Right. So shout out to them. Um, the last thing I have to say about this is um, Iron Man's death might have been somewhat tarnished when Rhodey shows up. Because mm. what I've now heard is that some of the writers for other movies said that Rhodey was a scroll after civil war mm. like soon after civil war mm. if that's the case my guy Rhodey really woke up without knowing his best friend is dead which is crazy because you know the part where the i mean this is a deleted scene which is messed up because it shouldn't have been, been a deleted scene but you know where they all kneel have you seen that scene no. and so there's a deleted scene of endgame where they all kneel for tony because mm. it's like that that level of respect yeah. mm -hmm. from and everybody does it like everyone right. kneels down because of what he did sure and the first one to do it was roadie mm. so like things like that just mm. Doesn't don't sit well with yeah I, it does not rub me the right way um it kind of upsets me and i don't like roadie <laughs> at, at all hey maybe it'll give you like a chance to like him now no how did you lose to a scroll you're supposed to be one in the army two in avenger you're trash Garbage. Maybe maybe it happened before he was an Avenger. No, it was after Civil War. What if it wasn't? No, but that's what the writers said. They don't know. <laughs> I'm in charge of this show now. No, just kidding. Yeah, I I mean that yeah, that does that does leave a little bit of a, a stain. I don't mean disrespect to the the writers. That was a joke. Um <laughs> Um. This anyway, week you've been like, no, man, we're good. We're good. And, and now I've done. Joke. Now I've done. Now it's ruined. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Yeah. Trash show. Not very good. The end. Not very good at all. Anyways, <laughs> let's uh let's move on to hopefully something a lot better. Yeah, happier topics for yes. sure. Uh, the new Post Malone record, Whoop. Austin, came out. Um, big day for music with Utopia dropping as well. Yeah. Um, you know, other projects being Tori Kelly's and a bunch of singles coming out. Yeah. Super cool day for music. Um, we're not going to talk Utopia at all. Just nope. going to save that for next week. But this Post Malone record, um, quite a bit of new direction for him. Yeah. Not really new if you're a fan of his. Like, I think you know the sound if you really have been following his discography. If you're a hip hop head or if like you just know him from the hits, might Very be different. a little bit of yeah. a, a different spin for him. Um. Yeah, how do you, I mean, how did you feel about this record? Before we get into it, I'm going to let you know right now, it could be, but right now, it is number two for me for the year, album of the year. Really? Number two. Yes. Wow. After yeah. you had Rush first. Yeah, and that's that's still where Rush is right now. Okay. Obviously, like once we get closer to the end of the year, I'll start listening to what I have as candidates or like sure. top 10 sure. or whatever. Yeah. But... Yeah, number two. And for one of the big reasons is me personally, 
I can listen through an album one, maybe two times max consecutively or over a short period of time. Sure. And then I get super bored and annoyed with <laughs> that project. Yeah. I listened to this album. I want to say four to five times. I really did. Yeah. All the way through. And I didn't get annoyed, bothered, upset. Not once. Yeah. Um. In fact, I just found more to enjoy from it. Right. That being said, um, I it definitely, I mean, even as a post fan, like, yeah, we, we've heard this kind of sound before. It's not totally new, but to do an entire album like this, right. that's where it becomes new territory. Yeah. Um, I watched a little bit of an interview of his about the album yeah. where, um, he said he was super excited to make this album full guitar yeah like make that a main focal point and um he said that he would have never been able to make this album if he were to produce it off a like off a of software yeah and so he was super stoked that he was able to find it, the right chords and like just play around on the guitar really mm -hmm. figuring out the sound that he wanted um which i thought was super cool I think as a whole, it's a it's a it's kind of like twelve carat toothache, but more so, in a sense that he's. I feel like now all of it is out. Like he talks about everything that he's gone through, how he's been feeling, yeah, both like the highs and the lows. Sure, what like how he feels after fame and drugs and alcohol. Now to having a child and slowing down and as he says, like stop and smell the roses. So yeah. like, I feel like. Throughout now his discography, we really get the entirety of his journey. Like I feel like he's really taken the audience along with that after hearing this one. Yeah, which sucks because now it sounds like we're at the end. <laughs> that, that's what sucks. sounds like a little bit of a retirement. Yeah, album, to be it honest. really does. Yeah, and he even said he's like, I think the near is nigh. Like in the interview, I was like, Don't say that. I don't have money to see you yet. <laughs> don't say that. Yeah, so, but that's my basis of. Yeah, review. for sure. I think I think the influences in this album are super cool. And I I picked them out right away. And then like listening to that interview as well, um, hearing the influences of like instrumentals from the Beatles or from mm -hmm. Led Zeppelin um, are super prominent and super cool to hear. Yeah, um, I will say like this album totally. Um, well, not totally, but I guess in a rap sense, totally diverges from from the rap that he's done in his career. I think yeah. every album has had rap performances, however many is, you know, uh, another question. But like this album doesn't really have any rap performances mm -hmm. on it. It's got some hip hop instrumental uh, pieces yeah. fused throughout it, but it's largely just like a folk country acoustic, maybe not country, but um, kind of an acoustic ballad set pop album, which yeah. Um, I find very suiting for him. I think it fits him really well. Um, I understand why like it wouldn't do well with the mainstream or with mainstream fans. Right. I listen through it and I don't hear what I would consider like radio hits or bangers where I feel like you've gotten a lot of those on most Everything of his, yeah, most of every album from <clears throat> congratulations and white Iverson to better now and rockstar and, you know, goodbyes and circles and sunflower to even I like you off of this last project. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, and I could see some of these songs coming up just because of his popularity, 
on like the radio or TikTok or wherever you might find them. But it just it doesn't have that appeal, which I really like that he doesn't feel the need on this album to push out like a banger or right. a radio hit. Um, because I think it just lets the music speak for itself. It's just, yeah. you know, black and white is just right there. If you like it, if you vibe with it, it's cool. If you don't, like it's not for you, and that's cool. Right. So I, I, I found myself really enjoying it as well. I don't know that it would be top two for me. Um, it is one of my more favorite albums that I've heard this yeah. year, though. It, it honestly makes me excited for now the rest of the year. It's giving me like a little bit of a yeah. <laughs> energizing feeling because we haven't gotten many good albums at all this year, to say the least. Yeah, um, it's been a little bit of a dry so it's, year it feels good to get something that good. Yeah. Um. Another huge thing that I loved because he did so well with it is he didn't use features. Like there's not yeah. one feature throughout the entire album and he executed it very, very well. Yeah. Like 100%. without doing, yeah, he didn't need help on verses or anything, which I found very interesting, I guess. Cause like you don't see that very often anymore. Like, yeah, it seems like, I got to get at least one person that'll help. Like that's, it's a little yeah. bit of a clickbait kind of thing. I got to like, put 21 on a sophomore. Right. right. Yeah. And <laughs> or, so yeah, kind of, it kind of uh, bleeds into what you you're saying, how um, it's black and white. Like if you like it, cool. If you don't, whatever, but yeah. it, the music will speak for itself. Oh yeah. Boom. Definitely. There it is. So, yeah, I think it's super cool how non-conformative it is to like a recipe kind of feel for, mm. for a pop song. Um, and I know there's like song structure and elements of like pop throughout it, but more so getting back to like that, there's no attempt to just put out like a banger, what people he thinks people are going to like right? Um, from like a, a mass perspective, so to yeah. speak. It's just, it's super in his own lane. It's music that he wants to make and he's made it to sound for the most part on this album. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I don't really have a problem with any of the songs. Like, I did find honestly only one song that I didn't like yeah. because it just felt weird and kind of off to me. Now there are songs I didn't download and I'm not saying they're all way up here. Right. But I didn't like, there wasn't a song where I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, like this, this is bad. Yeah. Like <laughs> this, this is not it. Yeah. No, yeah. they're like the most is like, okay, like it's all right. Yeah. But other than that, for me, yeah. yeah. But other than that, like a majority of the albums either like, good or, or really good and that's just my opinion like i found myself vibing to a lot of the songs yeah for sure i i think throughout here there's a lot of highs um first being i think that the use of the drums in a lot of these songs mm -hmm. is super cool because yeah. coming through these first couple um of singles at least like chemical morning and overdrive mm -hmm. i tend to feel like the songs that most artists put out as singles but especially him are like the highlights that you're going to get on the album. And I felt like there was like a pretty empty um, feel. Like I I just, I wasn't super stoked for the album after yeah. hearing those first three. Right. And like, they were all decent. I kept them all because I thought they were pretty good, but like, it just didn't leave me hyped up like I've been for a lot of his past project. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of highlights on this album and, and a lot of that comes from the drums. Like, I don't know who, I think Louis Bell was mm -hmm. his producer on it I, yeah. I don't know exactly but um him and andrew watt i think are the the guys that did a lot of the music with post and the infusion of drums in a lot of these songs is super cool like yeah. it just hits at the right times it's the right volumes it's super well 
mastered and like meshed together to kind of complement those acoustic sounds or when there is an infusion of hip hop or pop synths and that kind of stuff. Right. I think it just matches and brings all that together to these more climactic points, which without it probably would have been a little more bland. Yeah. I think instrumentally it's also, I think that's another factor on why I have it so high because instrumentally it's very different and you get you do get a lot of different feels from super acoustic to where it's mainly just the guitar off sure. like his very first track uh don't understand yeah um very very bare bone right. very acoustic super cool super good song and then you get uh i can't name any others off the top of my head where <laughs> it's very different but you're right like a lot of um different drum patterns and a lot of different songs um all basically just piggybacking like all are really well engineered and mastered yeah um throughout the entire thing and you do get a lot of like pop synth and um you do there is a lot of hints of country i think there's one song where i felt more country than pop i don't remember the name of it but yeah you just get yeah. a, a good variety that still feels like it's in its own lane and doesn't feel like it's overwhelming like like with what little uzi did where it was like Boom and then boom, like two very different things, not at all in the same lane, does not mesh well together. <laughs> but then here we got something that's very rounded out and very well put together. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also loved how playable the album felt. Yeah, you kind of talked about that, but like it's you know, I don't think it necessarily makes an album perfect that you can just kind of play it in any setting or whatever. But it's such a bonus when you have an album that you can just like at any point be interested in playing top to bottom, yep. which I am. And like, it doesn't feel like I need to pick out songs that I like about it. Like I can just hit shuffle or play start to be, to finish yeah. and love pretty much everything that I'm hearing right. throughout it. Um, and that kind of like led into what I felt like the biggest thing about this album is for me. And just the biggest thing about music for me is I feel like the point of music and entertainment in general is to like make you feel something to yeah. like give you an emotional boost or like help you feel some kind of way to relate to an artist or whatever it, it the case may be. But I just felt like this album generally more so than anything I've heard this year just did that so well. Like this album just makes you feel happy. Like it made yeah. me you know, excited. It made me feel good about life, like yeah. listening through it. And even at the low points where he's talking about everything he's gone through there, approached with such hope and such optimism and like working through stuff that it's just, it's such a, a playable and enjoyable listen. And to me, that's what spoke volumes about it is just how much emotion the album was able to evoke in terms of like making you feel good and making yeah. you feel happy. Whereas like, I feel like most of the time when you get through an album that does that so drastically, it's not in the good context. Yeah. Like it's a Kendrick Lamar that's like heartbreaking and it's like, man, this sucks. Like, yeah. you know, I feel for you. But like in terms of making you feel a lot happier, or a lot more interject energetic or whatever, I just felt like this one stood out in such a positive light. Yeah, it not musically, but more like aesthetically, I guess um, in music, it's super not relatable. It's very much so like what Black Bear does, like makes a super upbeat song or like sound but he'll be talking about some of the saddest <laughs> things I've ever heard. And now obviously very different artists, very different sounds, but same kind of feel. Cause like 
they're not for the most part they're not happy songs like they're, yeah. they're pretty sad if you read the lyrics like sure. but weirdly enough they they do make you happy and i think it is because like like we know what he's at least gone through sure but he's come out and say like at least in the interview how he's been getting better like he's thriving now and so to put that energy into past subjects is just it is a feel-good album like sure it is a hopeful kind of piece of music where you listen to this and know his story like okay well why can't i do that like yeah same kind of at least relatableness for sure for sure i think musically another thing that stood out to me kind of as i was honestly on the second track i think it is um was the use of those choir choral vocals um to help choruses kind of hit home Mm -hmm. um and on a track like something real which is the second track i believe um i think that was super well utilized like it just hammers home that chorus it makes it pop it accents what he's doing on the verses really well and then his like little ad-lib kind of lyrics Mm -hmm. in between the the choir vocals on the chorus um it just blends the song so well yeah um i did feel like at times it was overused i was like oh wow this is a super cool incorporation on this track i heard it a second time and i was like oh like okay kind of more of like similar stuff that we've been doing but like three or four that are like that i was like okay it's it's a little bit much unless you're gonna do a whole project like that right um which i don't think would be a great idea just because of like how i think the choir makes part of the album stand out and when you do it to a whole it doesn't really let any of it stand out yeah um anyways i think that was kind of a cool incorporation but something that i also felt like led to a little bit of what i might call criticism of (laughs) some other songs yeah but um another thing with those choruses at times and this was my big gripe with like the singles mostly chemical and morning as i just felt like the choruses at times were so over synthesized and over auto-tuned mm. for an artist that doesn't really need it on a project that really doesn't need it at all yeah like if you're going this acoustic pop ballad you know with some flair album you don't really need that synthetic auto-tune over your vocals he's yeah. a good enough vocalist that he doesn't need that and there's times on the album where that stands out like you know one of the most underrated tracks that i'll get into in a little bit but um there was some of that you know feeling where i was like chemical would be such a better song to me if it wasn't so you know overly synthesized and just feel like up in the clouds because of how yeah fake it sounded like it sounds like i mean maybe not exactly but like these ai songs that come out yeah it sounds like a song that one of those could have put out and i was like if it was just a little more um raw i feel like i would have enjoyed a lot of those choruses just a little bit more (laughs) so in the interview and i find this hilarious and i felt that way at certain points until he said this and then i was just kind of like you know what okay like i can accept that answer he goes and i quote man i wish my life was in reverb yeah (laughs) i was like what does that even mean dude but i feel like yeah it's still something that can be super overused and very easily but the dude loves it like i think he knows that he doesn't need it but yeah, he he loves using fair. it, and so like for that, like I don't, I don't care, and that's just my personal take. That probably I don't feel like that'll change your opinion yeah. on it, like as a listener. Sure. But 
I was just kind of like, you know what? He loves it. I don't really find it that like annoying. Or yeah. Really. Like yeah. It's, it's fine to me for sure. So, yeah, I think, and like, I, I just think the basis for it. And I think I've showed you some of my favorite performances of his yeah. are these types of tracks that he's done live. Yeah. Like um, live performances of songs like stay off of beer bongs and mm-hmm. Bentley uh, or feeling Sweet Whitney Lips. or go flex off of his early stony records. They just, they sound so much more emotional and raw for yeah. me when he does that. Um, I was just hopeful that this would be a project where he could let that stand out a little bit more than he has in the past right. with how much pop and hip hop he's done. But I do agree. I don't think it detracts from the album. I just think it would have added. Right. It just would have made it better. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. Um, the other, like, I don't know if it's a, I guess it's a little bit of a critique, but the guitar playing and instrumentals were pretty cool for the most part. I love that he like wanted to play the guitar. And so he just went out and did it. Yeah. Um, However, I think when you're not the most talented guitar player, that leads to some pretty simple, yeah. non-standout guitar playing moments to the point where it's like, if you weren't a fan of Post Malone's and didn't know he's playing guitar in every track, and that's super cool to me because I like you know being interested in what he's interested mm-hmm. in, you wouldn't really notice the instrumental or think it's that cool. Yeah. Like If you're just listening to it for the sound, You'd be like, okay, it's fine. It does the job, but it doesn't like stand out necessarily yeah. in a whole lot of originality. Um, and so like, I, I don't think he shouldn't have done the guitar. I don't think he shouldn't have done a whole album like that. Right. I just think that was something that I I noticed by doing that, that it didn't really make those guitar instrumentals, especially stand out. Yeah. I don't have anything to add off that. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just fair enough. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm, yeah. Like you're right. Like I think because knowing he was the one playing the guitar. Right. It's cool because, yeah, I, yeah, it's it's just cool. I feel like anytime an artist just broadens their music knowledge, whether that's like going into more depth of like music's history or picking up a new instrument or whatever it may be, right. it's just super cool to see that because it really shows how dedicated an artist is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if if you don't care. It right, just sounds right, like right. A, a pretty simple instrument. For sure. It kind of reminded me of, um, there was a video I saw of Machine Gun Kelly playing guitar in the studio for the song Paper Cuts off of his last album, mm-hmm. which is a pretty fine song. I, I, I think it's pretty decent, but um, he was playing, like he was kind of making a big deal about like, does he even play guitar? And then he's like, I'm playing guitar right here. Yeah. For frame of reference, I think that's like a three and a half, four minute song. And I think I learned how to play it in like five minutes and I suck at playing guitar. Like I'd never pick up a guitar and I was like, Oh, this sounds like decent. Like I can, I can try to learn this. Yeah. I think it took like one YouTube video and I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I remember <laughs> that unlocked some memory. I remember you sending me videos of that. Like one day you were like, I'm learning paper cuts. And then like the next day or like two days after yeah. you're like, I, I learned paper cuts. I could be on the stage. And then, yeah. And you like, you were playing it. And I was like, Oh yeah, that he could play. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. Cool. And that's not a credit to me. This is saying that it's a pretty simple guitar song. Um, anyways, but I, I also think that that kind of uh, level of instrumental quality made the album at times feel a little bit repetitive. Mm-hmm. Not that I think songs don't stand out from each other, but just that I think the vibe is very similar throughout most of the songs. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I just think it doesn't let 
um, the albums stand out from like maybe others in his catalog to me or other albums from other artists. Right. Um, I'm not going to be one of those fans that just says it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's gold. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I will point out where like I find it could have been better or like it's criticisms. I think, and, and this still doesn't take away. I still, maybe I'm overreacting and I need to listen to the other songs <laughs> I put in even my top five. But right yeah. now, it's still number two, even with these criticisms. <laughs> I think once it hits Speedometer, um, and that's the 10th track out of 17. Right. Um, to me, it kind of starts going into very bleedable songs. Yeah. Like, they just kind of fade into each other. Sure. And and that's not all of them. Like, there, there are some that really do stand out. Things like Green Thumb and Texas T, um, those are two that I think just kind of stand out as a whole from right. the album because they're very different. Yeah. Um, but kind of from that tenth to the seventeenth song, I couldn't really tell you what's what. Yeah. Or like what's different <laughs> like about what them. Stands out about. Yeah. I like yeah, be, for sure. And that's besides like, and I'd say like enough is enough. But other than those three songs so what like four of them five of them sound very very similar so yeah it that part felt very underwhelming but i don't care yeah because i found myself Fair enough the songs that i i really enjoy i really enjoyed right. so when you have a song a couple songs where it's like okay well i don't remember that one whatsoever it seemed for me it's pretty balanced yeah it and it, i still find sure. the whole pretty like enjoyable so it didn't have a huge effect. yeah yeah definitely i think my my last thing that i had to say um just in terms of negatives on the album i think for me some of his ballads have become just a little bit overblown at times um and i think it's just influence wise and what he wants to do i know he takes a lot of like rock influence into his uh, ballads and songs like that um, but I think of tracks like Reputation and Euthanasia and even um, like Don't Understand the first track on this album as along with um, like some of the other ones on 12 Karat Toothache I just think he attacks these songs with such raw um, vocal like not, not necessarily like screaming but just like these high um, powerful vocal performances that yeah. I don't think he necessarily nails or don't necessarily suit his vocals all the time. I think in the past, his ballads have been far better off on songs like stay or goodbyes or uh, feeling Whitney, or, you know, there's a plethora of other tracks on those earlier albums right. where he's a little bit more moody than he is like raw. And I think yeah. that suits his vocal style a little better. And I do still think we get that on this album. I just think those ballads have become a little overblown for him at times. And sometimes it works like on a love hate letter. I think that vocal performance is great. Even, yeah. you know, sparingly on an opener, like reputation on the last album, I think is great. Um, but I just think there's moments where it's a little too much. And I did feel that a little bit throughout this album. I was really hopeful that we'd get some more of these like moodier acoustic ballads. And we do get a couple, but just right. not throughout the album. Like I was necessarily hoping I would get. Yeah. Kind of on the spot. Yeah. Where would you put this album? out of his in his discography that's that's tough because i feel like i feel like i have honestly like two different or five different ratings for how i'd rate post malone albums. 
<laughs> there's like where I feel like his best writing is, where I feel like his best top to bottom is, where I feel like, you know, is his most innovative or his uh, best mainstream work or whatever. Um, I think in terms of just overall quality, and it's not a, a slight, I would say like fourth or fifth out, mm. of, out of five. And it's not that I don't like the album because I, again, I would put it up there as one of my better albums of the year. Yeah. I just think he has albums and projects that um, utilize a lot more range and a lot more skill and, and um, f- like comparable writing. I think this is his second best project in terms of writing though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in instrumentals that he's done himself, obviously this is like the only one that he's really had a hand in all the instrumentals. Yeah. Um, so that would obviously be first there, but I think it's second in his writing after 12 carat toothache, because I think how much that one pops in contrast to the earlier albums. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, I would rate it on the lower end in what I think his best albums are, but I think it has its moments that would make a case for it being one of his better albums. Yeah. So you, I already know you wouldn't like my ratings, but <laughs> Just because of how I feel about Hollywood's bleeding. Let's hear it. So uh, just a quick all the way through. So me personally, I think this one could be two, three, or four. Okay. So middle of the pack album. Yeah. Okay. But it's also, that means it's interchangeable with, to me, both 12 Carat Toothache and Hollywood's bleeding. Okay. Because my my all-time favorite is Beer Bongs and Mentleys. And nobody can change my mind of that just because that was like, my summer like album sure and you can best play pop performance yeah. for sure and you for sure it's still an album you can play anywhere yeah at any time definitely no matter the situation you can just play that album mm-hmm. um i keep trying to love hollywood's bleeding and it's not that i don't love it and i don't <laughs> like it's none of that i just skip so many songs that i have off that album so i always think to myself like do i really enjoy this like these songs or are they very situational like mm. Do I have to be in the mood for this type of song? Or, hey, I haven't heard this song in a in a minute. I'll like keep listening. And that's how I feel about all the songs I have downloaded off sure. that. Obviously, it's very early with this album coming out on Friday. Yeah. So we'll see how it ages. Sure. But then even 12 Carat Toothpick, like I listen to those songs. I don't go like I don't go out of my way now to go listen to them unless I'm really in the mood. But if it comes on, it comes on and I usually listen to whatever comes on so that's why all of them are interchangeable right because i don't know quality because i would probably have a whole different list depending on what we're talking yeah. about yeah i think i think he's such a unique artist in terms of how diverse his like yeah like even verse to verse or beat to beat on individual tracks yeah. is so unique that it's hard to like, just come up with a concrete rating. Yeah. That's why I kind of say like, I feel like I have five different ratings. Yeah. If I'm talking That's best valid. pop performances, it's easily Hollywood's or not Hollywood's bleeding, beer bongs. Yeah. If I'm talking my personal favorite, it's probably Hollywood's bleeding. Yeah. If you're talking, you know what you feel like the most he did for the industry was or whatever, like most impactful album is probably the debut Stony and everything that did to mainstream like cloud, you know, R and B and pop and, however you know you want to put that but anyways yeah it's 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 tough to rate the yeah. men's discography but yeah yeah but good to know good just to know i'd throw you on the spot since yeah. you did to i me, did that to you last week last so that's week. fair enough yeah um i think i don't know if i have oh i guess i'll rate the album out of 10 i would probably give it like a seven and a half mm. um which is right up there with like 
better albums that I've heard this year yep. without it being fairly close to a perfect album. Yeah, I gave it an eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of that that last half of the album, like to me, that is still a big portion of what I would find in an album, obviously. So right. for it to be that kind of forgettable to me, Fair that's enough. where it falls. Yeah. Cool. Um, We also have what we think are the best, worst, and most underrated tracks. Yep. Um, What's your best? What do you think the best? Okay. So I said this before on podcast. Yeah. That I that I didn't think the three singles he put out originally were very good. Yeah. And I didn't download them. I listened through the entirety of it and didn't realize Morning was playing. And it's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I, and I read the lyrics yeah. and I was like, why is this song so good now? Like, why did I yeah. not really enjoy it when it first came? Don't know. Who don't knows? care. I <laughs> love this song. Got it now. It's, it's so good. I do have two, though. I couldn't decide i think that one is a more upbeat song and that's why i enjoy it even though it's not the greatest topic wise like it's more on the like Man. oh like yikes like because he <laughs> says like throw a bottle at god and so that's a warning like, yeah <laughs> why are you beefing with god right now anyway but <laughs> um but the other one is don't understand like writing wise yeah the open it's a it's a beautiful song like, yeah I, I don't have a problem for sure. With that sure. One. For sure. One of the best written songs on the album, yeah. I think um, to me, I thought the best song was something real. The second mm, track, yeah. um, which I talked about a lot of the Violet. reasons why I love it so much. I think it just blends that acoustic with the powerful choir vocals with um, good lyricism um, kind of coming off of like 12 karat toothache. And then mm. that opener of talking about heartbreak Um to getting into something that's literally saying like, give me something real. Like yeah. I'm sick of being numb. I'm sick of like fake relationships. I want something real yeah. in life. Now, a lot of it probably, you know, having to do with this family situation now with yeah. the parent, whatever. Um, but I just think the blend of all of those styles is what I love most about post Malone. And I loved kind of a little bit of a new direction for him personally with kind of incorporating that choir um, on the on the background as well as kind of the uniqueness of some of the interjections that he makes lyrically yeah like as the choir is kind of chanting that give me something real <laughs> yeah. and he's like he's like like cigarettes so that i can breathe like kind of yeah. contradicting himself at times but like anyways yeah yeah solid song so what's your what's your worst song on the Dude, album it's it's speedometer yep 100 percent. yeah 100%. it's 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 not good I'm it sorry. does it doesn't it's... resonate no, like, lyrically, it's not stand out. I couldn't even say like I understand why why someone would like yeah, it. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, post. It's it's yeah, not. A good it wasn't song, the move. I don't. It sounds like he's kind of trying to interpolate a little bit that um salt and pepper song, like ah, push it. Yes, and I was like, no, this like this doesn't work on this song, and like realistically, like that's a classic, but like it's a corny classic. It's not yeah. like yeah. <laughs> And then, like on top of that, I don't like how he says the word. He says speedometer, like he speedometer. He, yeah, no, don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it. No, it's speedometer. I don't care how it's spelled. We know it as speedometer, so say speedometer. Mm. Speedometer. Yeah, I think only artists like Eminem can kind of pull that off. Where you, yeah, where you're twisting the word a little bit. Mainly because he kind of does it a lot quicker too. Yeah, it's not speed. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I think that's the weakest track yeah. for sure, hands down. There's only three that I didn't keep. Um, really? Yeah, just because I, I loved a lot of them. That's crazy. Again, I don't think they're like standoutish, but they're just tracks that I would come back to each for their own individual reasons. 
That's um, crazy. Yeah. But anyways, Speedometer was like the first part of the album where I was like, ah, this, this kind of sucks. Because I only kept five. Really? Yeah. So that's crazy. Which is weird. I think we're just yeah. a little bit different in like yeah. our music listening. Because like I know with Morgan Wallen's album, 36 songs, I kept 36. <laughs> Holy crap. And that came out like early spring. Yeah. And so I've narrowed it down to 32. So I, I don't <laughs> have four. Now. I don't know if that counts as narrowing down. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you kept like five or six. And both, it's in both of our top tens. Yeah. Like, or at least it was when we talked. So yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I do think it's just like difference in, in how we yeah. listen. But I'm also trying to be a lot more critical. I don't want a repeat of that Halsey album that that you sent you. me you're like this is goaded and then i told you about it like you're like, like this sucks what do you mean this is a good album this sucks and i was like you told me this album's great oh yeah so i think i'm a lot more and i think having the podcast it actually helps like oh yeah me probably more than anyone because now i'm watching a lot more movies and actually paying attention yeah. yeah i'm just yeah yeah for sure anyways so uh, um, where do you, where do you find the most underrated song on this album? Another two. <clears throat> so this is actually one of my favorite songs, and I feel like if it don't got a star by it, then it can be considered underrated. Yeah, that's that's kind of especially my... with an album that came out on Friday. It's hard to find like an underrated cut. Yeah. yeah. So that that's kind of my um, requirement. Cool. What has to be underrated? But Nova Candy. That's the first one. It's a good one. That one's really good. It's a good one. That, in fact, I tried to listen to the entire album and be the most hard on it. Um, and so like I listened through and that was the only one I downloaded. That the was the first time. Yeah. Like wow. for my first listen, yeah. that was the only one. And I, mind you, like I loved Morning. I loved uh, Don't Understand. I loved these songs, sure. but I wanted to make sure I loved them. Nova Candy. No, it was. I love this song. You're like, this, I, this I, brilliant. it's mine. Yeah. yeah. So, I love that one, too. And then the other one was too cool to die. I don't know. That one, like was, that one it was a vibe. Yeah, that's a, that yeah. is a good one. Um, for me, I found the most underrated song and it, I hope it's not trending now. Cause that'd be embarrassing. Okay. We're still cool. Green thumb. I thought green oh, thumb yeah. was super good. Um, I think in terms of songwriting, um, it's a little cheesy. I can get why people like would be turned off by kind of the idea behind the song, but I think for him to like, for him, it was a big step songwriting wise to make something that, um, that deep into storytelling yeah like a lot of his stuff is just like you know a metaphor here or mm -hmm. like you know uh like a double entendre here that's right. like kind of straightforward like with my brothers like it's jonas <laughs> like that whole kind of thing that's kind of like the deepest or like you know best songwriting which isn't saying a lot right. for him um but i just kind of love the storytelling aspect and how it kind of translated like through this journey through life and and kind of how different events in life mirror each other. And plus the, it's just so silky. It's so moody and melodic. The, the progression of it. I love how he matches up with the guitar chords. Yeah. Like it's super cool. Um, I found myself enjoying that one a ton. Um, coming back to it a lot ever since it came out. So what's crazy to me is now it's a better version, but it's lemon tree part two. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. But yeah. like, it is a better version right like, it's like it's what yeah. i was hoping he would have done with, with lemon tree, tree. yeah right. the moment i started hearing it i was like i'm listening to lemon tree luckily it's a better part of lemon tree right. but right because i yeah that's that's another song i really just did not like 
Yeah, that song made me is probably the song that made me hesitant about this album because I was like, Post Malone going country would be not bad. Like he's got the talent for it. And then I heard Lemon Tree and I was like, better. Better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it was kind of like a better um move from the same kind of idea of, of Lemon Tree. And honestly, yeah. like writing-wise, Lemon Tree wasn't a bad yeah. concept. It just wasn't executed very well. And so right. I love that he was able to do that with this song a little bit better. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Doesn't I mean, he talk to flowers in that one? Yep. He I like, think in the interview that he says he's talking this might be the only song ever song that written talks to flowers about in. or well, at least love song where someone talks to flowers. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh anyways, all in all I'd say it's a solid album. Yeah. I'm I understand why it's probably not gonna get the hype that yeah it probably deserves, in my opinion, why some people wouldn't enjoy it very much. Um, but just for me, I think it really works, and that's like it's really coming from a pretty objective place because there's spots on the albums that I think suck. I think there's spots in 12 Carry Toothache that I think yeah. suck. Um, but objectively, I do think in a different way from the past, it's a very good post Malone album. Agreed. Yeah, I just enjoy it. It was good. Cool. Uh, does that wrap up Austin for you? <laughs> yeah. Cool. I can um, finally listen to more music now again. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be, we'll be back next week uh, with Utopia, Travis Scott. I'm very worried. Really? I haven't, because I haven't listened yeah. to any. Mm-hmm. I even saw someone new music daily and I said, no. You said I'm out. So I'm very nervous. Yeah. It's, uh, it's gonna be an exciting episode. We got yeah. some we got some fun stuff planned for it. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. I'm nervous. Um catch us new episodes out on Mondays. Yep. Um see our, our clips. Please flame us if you're Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> yeah, let honestly. us know musically what stands out about her to you. Yeah. Um TikTok, Instagram, Facebook now. Facebook now. YouTube shorts and full versions are up on YouTube. Yeah. Um is that it? Is yeah. That's all of it. I might TikTok. Try... Did I say TikTok? I don't know. I might be trying Twitter next. Okay. I think it's called X now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I think Elon Musk just changed it to X. He's a big XXX Tentacion fan, I guess. It's a weird world that we live in right now. It really is. Yeah. Oh, baby. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's good. Right.